Oh, right. what are we doing, Luke? What are we watching? How much blood is coming out of this man? What the hell just happened? What are you looking at? Darkness? Yeah, darkness. They had went all the way in. I knew that was coming out tonight. Welcome to the Review to Death podcast. I'm Marcus. And I'm Luke. Oh, shit. I fucking forgot my thing. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Hold on. I'm just sitting here just do-do-do-do-do. <laughs> and welcome to our horror movie... Re- <laughs> and welcome to our <laughs> horror movie recap and review podcast, where we recap and review horror movies and talk about all things horror past, present, and future. Nailed it. If you're wondering why I'm laughing during that, um, it's because I've edited out the beginning part, and I don't know if we've done that correctly since you decided to start doing it. I think you just keep all that in. I think that'd be very great. <laughs> just how it'll show the listener how uh, well prepared I am as a person in general. <laughs> oh, and that's what makes this podcast fun. <laughs> just a hot mess. And you're, thanks for tuning in. <laughs> See you later, folks. See you next time. And that's all we have for tonight. <laughs> uh, no, we are continuing our animal attack series. We're well into the month now. This is, uh, man, this is, this is, this might be my favorite series that we do. Yeah. Honestly, I don't think anything else comes close. Um, not that I don't have a good time doing this with you. Um, you know, the other, 11 months out of the year but uh man this is like the best this is the funnest even when the movie sucks they're mostly bad but i i, I think i've mentioned this on previous years is that i have a soft spot for these types of movies oh as do i uh, you know like like definitely and then that's why this just works for us and we we have a good time again even if the movie isn't great uh which in this case it, it kind of isn't uh it's still a good time. I, I, I'm looking forward to uh, recapping this with you. Um, before we get into our movie tonight, I wanted to take a minute and uh, talk about something that I did over um, over a little break a couple weeks ago because it uh, actually does uh, fit with what we talk about here. You know, we're we're lovers of practical makeup. Would you agree? Oh, big time. I mean, we we made it pretty vocal. Uh, you know, practical over CGI all day long. Over um over Christmas and before New Year's, I went to um, Universal Orlando, and I'd actually never been there before. And I know you said you'd been there, but you were a kid, so it was a long time ago. Yeah, I was like twelve, so like thirty fucking years ago, which is crazy to say. But yeah, I don't remember pretty much anything. I'm sure it looks nothing like it did. Um, yeah. So as we were walking around and you know looking at all the other stuff, the Harry Potter stuff, the Spider Man stuff, the Jurassic Park stuff, um. Uh, I didn't realize that they had something called a horror makeup show. We saw the marquee for that. And we're like, yeah, well, we're going to that one. Yeah, I know that. That's that's awesome. I would absolutely check that out. That that sounds, you know, like right up our alley. Yeah, and I posted a picture on Instagram a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, you go in and you sit down, and um, and uh, it's just got it's 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 described as being you know like an explanation of how people used to do horror makeup. And if I'm being honest, it's like, we know this stuff already. It's like, they didn't teach me anything new, Mm -hmm. you know, but the show is fun. And I got to do it with my kids and they open up the show with like clips and like, there's other kids in there too, you know, like of all ages. And they open up the show with clips of makeup from movies and it doesn't hold back. It's like, the first thing you see is is from the thing. Yes, you know the <laughs> the head turning into a spider. Oh hell yeah! Then the thing comes back with the you know when they're doing the um the uh, uh the chest compressions or whatever, and the arms go in and get bitten off. No way. Yeah, <laughs> and, and none of it's censored. In <laughs> fact, my son, my son later on, he um I don't know what movie it was from, and it was bad CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, but like. Um, like a, the head just like exploded. Right. And when we were in the car on the way home, my son, we, we were talking about it. My son goes like, that lady's head exploded. <laughs> oh man. That's, that's so good, man. I'm, I'm so happy. You know, there's going to be like 
kids that just weren't fucking ready for that. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, apparently my kids were ready for it because they loved it. So um, I, I guess I'm doing something right, right? That's great, man. That's really good, man. And I let them, you know, hopefully they'll, you know, <laughs> they'll be curmudgeons like me and, you know, you and I. <laughs> They're like, you know, fucking CGI. <laughs> <laughs> It's a funny show. Like they, there's two hosts, a guy named Alex Ross and then a guy named Mark James, who's he introduces himself as a makeup artist. But I, I it's not a they're just actors. You know, they're not he's not like a real makeup artist because I know they they switch actors through, you know, throughout the day and throughout the weeks and whatever. Sure. But anyway, and then they do they, you know, they do some audience participation and they bring people up and they do gags and they do explain, you know, some horror stuff. They talked about Jack Pierce. You know, the mm-hmm. universal horror oh, yeah. stuff. And then they talked about um, Rick Baker and all, you know, all the classics. V. Neal, all the people we've talked about. Yeah. I mean, hell, man, we talked about Pierce a lot. Uh, not this last Halloween uh, batch of episodes or it was November, I should say. Uh, November batch of episodes, but the uh, November previous, we, we came up a lot. And um, but uh, probably the coolest thing for me was... Um, uh, they played another clip and they're like, does anybody know what this movie is? And it's like a full moon and you think it's like E.T. and they're going to talk about like the animatronics and shit and that. Sure. But no, it's not. It's uh, it's an American werewolf in London. Yes. They show a bit of the transformation scene that we talked about. Oh, hell yeah. Dude. And uh, they talk about how Rick Baker did it. And then they take a cloth of, off of a table and underneath that cloth is two of the original models for the movie. Oh, wow. Man, that's really cool. So it's got like the animatronic model and then it's got the another one with all the makeup on top of it, you know, like the wolf mm-hmm. makeup on top of it. Right. So it was just like I was geeking out. You know, it was yeah. it was cool to be able to see like an actual prop from that movie like 10 feet away from me. Yeah, man. That's like horror movie history, man. You were right there. That's that sounds fantastic. So, yeah, it was a great show. If any of you guys uh, that listen to us. Find yourselves at Universal Orlando. Go see the horror makeup show. Hell yeah, man! That that's I'm so glad they have that, man. That that's so cool. That's uh, that's also I'm super happy that none of that stuff is censored. <laughs> it's it's great. Yeah, no, it was a good time. Have you thought about how your body feels when it's properly hydrated? I have, Luke. Hydration isn't only for athletes getting ready for the big game. Exactly. I find myself needing that extra sip to get through my workouts. I know how you feel. I've noticed that I'm always reaching for that extra bottle at the end of a long show. Luckily, staying hydrated has never been easier or more exciting with Liquid IV. Liquid IV is the category-winning hydration brand fueling your well-being. Their hydration multiplier is a great tasting non-GMO electrolyte drink mix powered by cellular transport technology to deliver hydration to the body faster and more efficiently than water alone. Use it first thing in the morning before a workout, when you feel run down in the afternoon, after a night out with friends, or on long flights. With just one stick, you can hydrate real life two times faster than water alone. Plus, you get essential vitamins and three times the electrolytes as leading sports drinks. Liquid IV comes in a variety of flavors to keep your routine exciting. I like the Concord grape. It's got the perfect amount of sweetness that pops with that grape flavor. If you like things a little more tart, then try the lemon lime. From watermelon to piña colada and passion fruit to guava, you are guaranteed to find something you like in Liquid IV's 12 delicious flavors. Liquid IV is also gluten, dairy, and soy free. Liquid IV believes that equitable access to clean and abundant water is the foundation of a healthier world. They partner with leading organizations to fund and foster innovative solutions that help communities protect both their water and their futures. To date, Liquid IV has donated over 39 million servings in 50 plus countries around the world. Real people, real flavor, real hydrating. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code REVIEWEDTODEATH at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code REVIEWTODEATH at liquidiv.com. We're here to talk about a movie that we have almost put on our list a couple of times before. And uh, there were no animatronics in this one. There's a lot of real animals in this one. Yes. uh, And some fake ones as well. So without further ado, what's 
Day of the Animals about, Luke? So the storyline of uh, Day of the Animals, which is a 1977 movie directed by uh, William Girdler, uh, who's uh, the guy that directed Grizzly, which we we covered on here uh, last year, right? For this same segment. Two years ago. I think it was two years ago. Two years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Um, Which that movie, by the way, a lot of fun. It's basically Jaws in a forest uh, with a grizzly bear instead of a shark. Yeah, I think two years ago, our sort of unofficial theme was Jaws clones. Yeah, we just like, we did a lot of those. Yeah, um, yeah, we did like Orca that year too, didn't we? Yes, yeah. we did. Yeah. So okay, anyway, so Dear the Animals, 1977. The storyline is the depletion of the Earth's ozone layer causes animals above the altitude of 5,000 feet to run amok, which isn't very unfortunate for a group of hikers who get dropped off up there by helicopter just before the quarantine is announced. It's one of those eco-terror movies along the lines of Frogs that we watched last year. Yes. Which I guess, you know, we talked about it real brief uh, last year, but I guess this was a really popular thing in the 70s that people were making these eco-terror movies. You had Frogs, you had this one, you had uh, one we've talked about before, Bees. Yes. um, Swarm, uh, all these like... You know, animals are attacking humans because of the impact that we are having on the environment. Right. And then uh, the impact that we were having on the environment became started to become apparent, uh, you know, in the, you know, 60s into the 70s, you know, and and big time, you know, um, federal environmental laws, the ones that you can you think of on the top of your head were all passed in the 70s. Like the Clean Air Act was passed in 1970. The Clean Water Act was passed passed in 1972. The Endangered Species Act was passed in 1973. So, you know, like, you know, one after another, we, we finally started to figure out like, hey, we're we're fucking around a lot or we're going to find out, uh, you know, obviously, you know, not to get too preachy heading into present day. We haven't learned enough. Uh, of what that environmental uh, effect can be. But uh, that's when that start- stuff started to happen. And that's when those movies started to come out. And, you know, this one is big with the uh, ozone layer. And, I, you know, we grew up at the same time and we went to the same school for a little while. And anybody around our age probably remembers, uh, like, the absolute fear that people tried to put into us about our ozone layer yeah. and the holes in the ozone layer, which, I mean, is a, is a, is a rightful fear you know like it it's not like i'm not saying it's not true it's true um but then as i got older i sort of just forgot about it i don't know about you i just remember as a kid when i learned about you know what i got you know hammered into my head what what was causing it like i felt real bad about using uh anything with um uh out of a spray can you know what i mean yeah like back when i had hair uh i don't have hair now uh, I used to use like hair product. <laughs> I used to like, uh, man, I'm fucking up the fucking own zone right now. You know, like in the mornings and when I'm getting ready. Yeah. Uh, I remember feeling bad about that. So I, I went and looked at it cause I was like, Oh, is the ozone layer still like a thing? You know, it's my ignorance, I guess. Um, but yeah, I guess, um, I guess we did sort like as, as a human race, we did something sort of right because the ozone layer is healing. Um, it's not closed yet, but they say that if uh, if our trend continues, it should be uh, closed in about forty three years. So I guess keep keep at it. Well, that's great because I would just assume just by everything else that's going on that that was it was just gone. Like there just was right. no ozone layer anymore. <laughs> We're just being constantly blasted by the sun's rays. <laughs> you go outside, you can get a fucking sunburn in under five minutes. Which brings me to a, a big point in this movie, and, and I asked you this a couple of times when we were watching it. You know, it appears that our human characters also start to go a little bit bonkers as the movie goes along. But yes. Are they trying to imply that the ozone is affecting them as well? So, okay. It, it, having watched the movie, it, the movie does not make it clear at all. Uh, people just start acting movie fucking... doesn't make much clear, to be honest with you. Right. People just start acting fucking crazy. Looking at you, Leslie Nielsen. Yes, that Leslie Nielsen. He's in this movie. But, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, so, I'm, I'm cheating a little bit. I'm looking at the, uh, the Wikipedia uh, plot outline and reading, you know, just a quick synopsis of that. Yes, that, that is exactly what's happening. Is the, is the, uh, 
the ozone layer and the um, the UV radiation at those high altitudes is not only affecting the animals, but it's also affecting the humans. So that's why that's, I guess, the explanation between or that's the explanation of uh, some of the erratic human behavior that we see in the movie uh, later on. To make it real simple for you guys, this movie is people walking and shots of animals with ominous music in the background. Yeah, so pretty much think of like if you ever seen Lord of the Rings, specifically the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, and I, I got that from because we we watched the Rift Tracks version of this because it just it was free. It's on YouTube and it was a better version than the non Rift Tracks version. So we just we just watched it. Plus, we were both huge fans of mystery science theater so why not yeah um, and the quality was a whole lot better they both the, better. The, this movie is is on youtube i'm you know i'm sure it's not supposed to be there but it is both the um the um the original just the movie itself uh the riff tracks version i think they yes i think they put on as like a promotional thing there's a free one come buy more of our stuff right right um, right and it's a much better quality so yeah i i would recommend watching that one uh, same and you'll have more fun watching that anyway um but yeah mike mike nelson who's you know he was the human and you know with the two bots back in mr shine's theater days uh he made a reference to uh lord of the rings fellowship of the ring and that's literally i couldn't get it out of my head that's that's literally what it kind of is it's a it's a group of people a, a bunch of white people all of them white except for one guy who's supposed to be american indian but he's played by a syrian guy because guess peep is supposed to represent you know an american indian person mm-hmm. and they are there's a lot of walking around a lot of hiking uh while uh a lot of shots uh happen of animals eyeing them menacingly it's the same guy that did grizzly we talked about that before it's got the same main actor although is there really a main actor in this movie christopher george is in it he right. was in grizzly he was the main guy but i never felt like there was a true lead in this movie no, and that speaks to how unfocused this movie is, honestly. Yeah, Christopher George is, is top build, and he maybe has the most amount of screen time, but, uh, you know, our group fairly quickly gets spread out into three different groups, and um, you kind of forget that, well, whenever each group is not on screen, you forget that group exists, and, and that includes Christopher George's Steve. Well, one of the girls, Mandy, I think her name is, gets attacked by a wolf while she's sleeping. Yes, yes, yep. She's a uh, and she's she's one of the she's a uh, has a boyfriend there with her too. He's the guy with the rugby mm-hmm. shirt on, right? And they decide to, even though that there's been this wolf attack, they're going to keep the hike going on, but they're going to send her back with her boyfriend to so that she could, you know, get help. Although she doesn't look to be too injured even though she just got attacked by a freaking wolf. Uh, and and the attacks look pretty good. We'll get to it later with this one. Maybe we should just finish their storyline because none of these storylines work with each other. It's just like, it's just like they cut between the three. Right. But they never come back together. Yeah. And this, this is one. There's the- actually four. There's actually four because there's a whole, like the bullshit in the town with the sheriff. Oh, right. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sheriff. Oh, we got to talk about him later. Um, yeah, that's the ranger. We'll get to it. Let's go storyline by storyline. Let's stick with Mandy and her dipshit boyfriend in the rugby shirt as they trek back through to get help. Um, and Mandy's not going to make it, Luke. No, she's not. So, yeah, so she was part of, along with her boyfriend, part of the main group. You know, they get he- you know helicoptered up to this, you know, top of this mountain or whatever. And they're going to hike back down to the valley. And, um, yeah, she gets her face, like, chewed on by a wolf, which is a really cool attack. It looks really, really good. All the attacks in mm, this movie. It's I gotta, a real animal. Yep. It's a trained dog that looks like a wolf. It's got to be, like, a wolf dog or husky or something like that. Yeah, I mean, it it, it, it looked like a fucking wolf, man. It, it, all the animals were trained by a guy named uh, Monty Cox, by the way, who was... I guess he's been in the biz back in the day uh, <laughs> right. quite a bit. Like, he, he worked uh, with animals in Apocalypse Now. Um, and in the incredible Hulk, like, you know, like the, the show, the old school show. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's, you know, I guess the dude knew his stuff, uh, and the animal attacks look really good. And including the one on, on Mandy, uh, it looks like it's literally ripping her face off. But when she gets up, she's got like a couple of scratches 
And so our, our two guides, the main guides of this group are, are Steve. Um, uh, what is his name? It's Steve Buckner. Christopher Steve, Steve Buckner. That's, yeah, that's Christopher George. Christopher George. And then there's a guy uh, named, um, he's the Native American guide. He's, he's Santi, played by Michael mm. S- and, and Sarah. He's the, um, the Syrian actor. Um, and they decide like, you know what? Uh, Mandy and boyfriend who I, I don't know the name of. Um, you guys are going to go by yourselves back down to the, to the valley. We're going to keep on going, which I thought right away was a really, really bad idea. Awful idea because they don't make it too far. They're walking down this rock face and then they stop and they start arguing with each other, which I guess is the ozone thing. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe, but it doesn't, it really doesn't look like that. It just looks like she loses her shit out of nowhere and starts screaming at him. And then she's, he screams at her back and it's like, he starts walking away and then he's like, well, you better start moving or the birds are going to get you. And then the birds literally attack her. Yeah. It, it's, if you've seen Alfred Hitchcock's, the birds, it's that scene. There's instead of like it, having a bunch of little birds all over the place, it's like, uh, falcons and hawks and, and, shit, and, hawks yeah. and, and turkey vultures or whatever. I don't know. I don't know my birds, man. Uh, but they're it's all, a good attack scene, though. That's a that's a common theme. It, like it looks, it's it's frightening. It is. It's good. Yeah, it, it's really really good. It, it looks like. I mean, I think I mean, I'm sure it was real birds that were on this actress or stunt person. And, oh, it uh, definitely was real birds. Like yeah, they, like they, six or seven of them. Yeah, big ass birds on her. And they got them. You know, they're all bloodied up, and she's bloodied up, and the boyfriend's bloodied up, and then she like slips and falls off the fucking cliff and we get a really bad green real bad screen. green screen <laughs> when she's like falling like it's kind of like a vertigo type shot but it just looks yeah. like shit um but yeah so she she dies so mandy's dead and now <laughs> he stands and then he stands up on the top and goes mandy <laughs> it's the <fun. laughs> he, he literally does that it's it was uh it was pretty wild to see <laughs> that's, how that's what happens that's how to that him afterwards <laughs> Whatever happens to him afterwards is totally true. We're not making any of this shit up. Nope. This is what actually happens to this character in this movie. And uh, we couldn't tell you why. Because he, he he's wandering through the woods. Yes. And he ends up at a stream. Which he fucking dives face first, first into. And first just into. Starts, just starts drinking it just immediately. <laughs> and then, what is it? Like a stuffed animal runs into his face? It, it's, a, it's a doll. It's a creepy ass doll. And then he he sits up and he looks over and there's a random kid standing on a rock just staring at him. Yeah, it's like a like a feral little girl. She looks like she to be about maybe like seven or eight, and she's just like staring at him blank faced. And um, they become. We don't know what she's doing there. We don't know what. Did we even get a name out of her at any so. point? Nope. We never really got like. A we never story. got an explanation of what she was doing. Right. Right. But he decides that he is going to take care of her. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and assume that she was part of like that one campsite because our other one of our other. Groups, I mean, I guess that's a logical yeah. step to make, but they could have done something to let you know. Yeah, there's nothing, not no, nothing's ever developed or explained about her. Um, so yeah, they the the, re- the remainder of their storyline is is them getting back down to the town, which they do. They get back down there, and this is after like the shit has gone down and people have evacuated. Yes. We'll talk about the sheriff in a minute. There's been this dog that's been around the whole movie that they've <laughs> used. I think we talked about this with Dan on the Bad Moon episode. Yeah. Where they use, they sometimes use stuff on dogs. Like they like stick it under their gums so that their lips will stay up, you know? Right. Yeah. It's a dog that's obviously just like, he's just chilling, but they, they yeah. did something to his mouth to, to keep it open and make, you know, make him bare his teeth. But it's obviously just like a chill, fun, happy dog. <laughs> He's happy to be there. They're in a car, the boyfriend and this kid, who like they've got like this inseparable bond now. And why he has to go back to his car, but I don't remember why, and it probably doesn't even matter. Yeah, it's it does not matter at all because of plot contrivance. Um, yeah, he so he has to go back to his car. So he's like, just stay here, I'll be right back. And the little girl's like, no, don't leave me. But then he does, and he like backs away from the dog, you know, like slowly right. opens his car door and sits inside. And there's just like hundreds of snakes in there. <laughs> yeah. It's his, like his Volkswagen beetle car and he, he gets in there and he just 
he gets dies. Yeah. We we assume he dies. We hear him off screen going, "Help me!" Yeah, and he's been bit a couple times, and it just like close ups on the girl, and that's the end of that storyline, Luke. Yep, that's one of our three groups dead. That guy's dead. I, I think somebody else finds the girl later on, but it doesn't really matter. We, the, the girl gets rescued at the very end. There's a, a couple of a, a few dudes with hazmat suits that show up at the very very end, and they do rescue her. So she's she's good. She's all good. So in this town that they've been in there, it's it's like it's there's dead people there because they've been attacked by animals. And the sheriff, this is our other storyline. The sheriff is this most incompetent sheriff you've ever met. <laughs> um, and this storyline goes nowhere as well. It's just like it's just like uh, he sees a dog. He gets attacked by fucking rats in his house. Yep. And um, then everybody's evacuating. Yeah, Ranger, his name is Ranger Tucker. He's the sheriff. He's like, he's this big overweight guy. And he's just literally like the worst sheriff ever. Uh, his deputy calls him up. He's like, we have to evacuate the town. Uh, it's bad. Things are, people are dying. Uh, things are the worst. And Ranger Tucker's like, but it's like midnight, man. Like, I, I don't know. I want to go back to bed. <laughs> And he's like, "No, we. This is serious. We have to. We have to evacuate the town." And he's like, "All right." And so he hangs up the phone, and then he goes to, like, he goes to the kitchen to get like a bite to eat, because <laughs> he's like, "This this shit can wait. You know, it'll be fine." Right. And he's got like a rotisserie chicken or something that he just yeah. Just, and there's just like, like tons of rats crawling over it. And he's like, "I'm gonna eat this rotisserie chicken first. And then I want to get to this whole evacuation plan, but he fucking turns around and it's just covered in rats. And then it's a really pretty funny scene because the rats just, I don't know how they did it. I just assume they had like strings tied around their waists or something. But or like, somebody just literally threw rats at this guy. But it's like they're getting yanked off this rotisserie chicken and they're just landing Onto on his face on, yeah. on the sheriff's face. So they're like biting his face. and He's got like blood coming out of everywhere. And he like <laughs> he runs upstairs, and his wife is like, her name is Rena, and she's like, "What's going on?" And he's like, "We, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta." You know, I think I think it's quick cuts. Like I think they have close because whenever the rat jumps, yeah, it's like uh, I think I think what they did because they and I'll give them credit because I think they used they cut scenes really well between real animals and fake animals. Right, right. And we see this, especially with a cougar attack later on that we'll get to in a second here. But I think what they do is that there's like a close-up of the rat and they get it to jump naturally because I know those fuckers can jump. I don't know anything about rats. Sure. I'm pretty sure they can jump. So I think they, they get the rat to jump and then they cut to a long shot of them like throwing a dummy rat at him. <laughs> And then I think it cuts again to a close-up on his face where he's holding another real rat and just holding it up to his face. Yeah, he like cuts one of their heads off with like a butter knife yeah. or something. It's I don't know. Right. Man. It's it's pretty funny. He Yeah, so he finally he yeah, he he gets the evacuation going. And then, and then yeah, you see this this you know, this massive like lots of extras. Pretty impressive shot actually of everybody like leaving the town, which Mm -hmm. I was surprised because I'm like, I figured like that was just never going to happen because in movies like this, you always have some authority figure that's like, we're not evacuating the town because, you know, uh, Animal Fest is coming up tomorrow. We're not going to, you know, we need it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what I mean? Like something like that. But uh, no, they, they, that extravaganza is happening this weekend. Yeah, we got dog extravaganza coming up tomorrow, man. We can't fucking evacuate the town. You know how much uh, <laughs> money we're going to lose? So, but no, they, yeah. they do. They evacuate the town and it's uh, fairly like organized and fine. Everyone kind of looks okay. And then what happens to the sheriff? Because I, I guess I missed it or I just forget. Man, the sheriff just like so. Later, it's way at the end of the movie. It, it's it's the storyline we just wrapped up. It's it's the boyfriend and the little feral girl. They, they open yeah. up a car and his corpse just like rolls out of there, and he's apparently dead. Unless that's not the sheriff, and I'm completely wrong. Uh, and which I don't case, think that's the sheriff. I think the sheriff just made it out. Just made with it. Everybody else. Okay, sure. It was somebody in a cop uniform. Then I, I don't know, man. It's fine. Who cares? He's he made it. Good for him. <laughs> All right, let's guy. go back to our main group. We've got Steve and we've got Santi and we have not there's a there's a 
a woman who we think is maybe a broadcaster. And then there's like a scientist type type guy that looks like a budget William Shatner. Yep. Professor McGregor is, is, is that guy. And I think Terry is the broadcaster, like yeah. anchor woman slash, slash news person. Uh, you get guy. like one, maybe two minute scene of character development where like they have a bit of a crush on each other. She, he has one on her, but there's really no character development in this movie to speak of. It's just for anyone vignettes of animals attacking. Right. And um, let's get to uh, Leslie Nielsen's character because uh, <laughs> the highlight we, we learned that that <laughs> before like 1980, Leslie Nielsen really didn't do comedies, and I've only known him in comedies because you know we grew up with you know Naked uh, Naked Gun, Police Squad, right? Um, Airplane before before Police Squad in the early 80s, he did a lot of TV, you know, like Hawaii Five O and. Uh, Columbo. He did a lot of like episodes here and there. He did a lot of movies. He did a lot of shit before I actually started seeing him in, in movies. Same. I mean, I, I know him from all those comedies, you know, fucking airplane, like you said, Dracula, dead and loving it. <laughs> those ridiculous and it's ass movies. hard to take him seriously because he's himself as we know him too. Right. And maybe that was the key to his comedy is that he just he just uh, he just stayed his regular self, but did it in a sarcastic way or in a comedic way. And I don't know. It just worked for him. But it is hard to take him seriously. I feel like he changed nothing. Because <laughs> <laughs> in this movie, he plays uh, a character named Paul. He's like a, a like a businessman, executive type person. And he's a complete asshole. Like he is the asshole of the group by far. Yeah. Um, he's super yeah. racist. Uh, he makes a lot of uh, American Indian uh, racial slurs towards uh, one of our guides, Santi. He calls him Kimo Sabi. And uh, yeah, he's just like the fucking worst. Like he's just, oh, and he cannot stop fucking calling um, Steve, our, our main guy, Hotshot. Like he just calls him Hotshot. Dude, it's like take a shot every time Leslie Nielsen calls Steve Hotshot. You will be fucked up by the end of this movie. So they get it like a, they, they splinter off. Like the group's. One, like part of the group follows Leslie Nielsen and the other group follows Steve and Santi. We should, we should clarify who's with who. Uh, so the, the people with Paul, uh, that's, you know, Leslie Nielsen's character. You have this, uh, this young boy. He's probably like, you know, maybe like early teens, maybe not even a teenager yet. His name is John. Mm-hmm. His mom, who looks like his grandma. And then there's a young couple, like a, a young man and a young lady. They look to be in their probably like their early 20s, if not their late teens. Um, you have on uh, on team, uh, uh, what's his name? Fucking Steve. Steve. Team Steve. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, team Steve. You have um, you have Santi. You have the reporter lady. You have the professor. You have this muscular dude that looks like Lou Ferrigna, uh, who apparently he's got this like way too involved cancer plot line that goes absolutely nowhere um so that's team steve and then the other team we already wrapped up that's team boyfriend that's team boyfriend and the, and the creepy feral girl but we already talked about yeah so let's uh let's finish up leslie nielsen's group and his his character's name is paul yeah this is um by far the most entertaining part of the movie <laughs> <laughs> he starts to lose his shit immediately like immediately like they split off probably because of the ozone but they don't make it clear right. like the the like when we see him split off he seems normal and then the next time we see him he's like running through the woods hitting plants with a stick and he's got no shirt on he's got a shirt so leslie nielsen with a shirt off he's he's, yeah. he's fucking soaking wet because it's fucking pouring ass rain because he wants to go up to uh like a radio tower to radio for help while steve's mm-hmm. team Wants to keep going down into the valley to get, you know, get back to town and get the fuck out of there. Um, and then, yeah, <laughs> it's fucking the next day. Yeah, it literally as soon as they, they splinter off, the next time you see him, it's raining. It's it's uh, Leslie Nielsen with his shirt off, big stick, yelling at everybody, uh, just being a complete shithead. He fucking r- roughs up the little boy and his mom. And then he multiple tries, times multiple like beats times. the shit out of him. Yeah, he's fucking like and then does it again, and then and then like completely loses it and points and like points to the woman that's with him, and it's like, now I want some of that. Yeah, like oh god, come on, movie, 
Yep, so we have an attempted rape, one of two. And then actually. he starts to walk towards her, and then the guy tells her, him to stop. And he turns boyfriend. around, and Leslie Nielsen fucking stabs him in the stomach with his stick that he's holding, this dull stick. Yep, just straight up fucking runs him through. That's the boyfriend of the 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 young lady that he tried to just rape. Right. Um Yeah, then they then they do He like, doesn't he doesn't rape her though. He, he gets stopped before he gets there. He doesn't. But then they, but that's they, what's on his mind. Right. They set up camp and there's like lightning strike after lightning strike, right? And then like Paul starts mm. to like rant and rave at the storm, like, is that the best you got? Or whatever the I don't know what the fuck he <laughs> says. And then he tries to rape the young woman again, but then he gets killed by a fucking bear. Bear comes out of nowhere. <laughs> Yep. And it's the same bear from Grizzly, by the way. It's the same mm-hmm. bear actor. And uh, the the bear shows up and Leslie Nielsen's like, let's fucking go. And he fucking runs at the bear. <laughs> <laughs> he gets fucking killed immediately. It's pretty great. And then the rest of the characters that are left end up in like an abandoned helicopter. Yeah, they have to shut themselves into it. They find a, a, a helicopter has been destroyed, it looks like. Uh, and there's For like the a, rest of the movie. Yeah, there's like a pack of wild dogs or wolves or whatever, and they, they shut themselves in there. And um, yeah, they they that's pretty much where we leave those characters, I think. Yeah, I and mean, well, they eventually get out later, and then that's it. Oh, yeah. Them. yeah. There you go. Yeah, there you I go. think that's it. They just like at the end of the movie, they're like, okay. Because, uh, yeah, because they open up, because at the end of the movie, like something happens and all the animals are dead. Yes. Yes. Not explained. And like they open the door and the cougar falls off the top or whatever. Yeah, jump scare. And then they just, they literally just get out of the uh, the helicopter and walk away. And that's the end of them. Yep. That's it. So let's, uh, let's go back to Steve and Santi. Team they Steve. get attacked by, and Terry and the professor guy, they get attacked by cougars. And it, real, real mountain lions, real cougars. This is another one where it's like, you see a couple of like, there's two, Steve and Santi are being attacked. Like, and then it's not the actors. I'm sure it's, you know, the people that actually work with the animals. Right. Like real freaking mountain lions. And I think they're younger ones. They're definitely not adults. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I think that would, I think that would be pretty dangerous. Yeah. <clears throat> are on top of them, you know? And then like, it'll cut to a long shot where like they're throwing them off and then it's a dummy. <laughs> right. Right. But it's a, it's another well shot scene scene. Yeah, it is. It's basically like that that group, so Steve's group, they find like a bunch of cabins. Uh and they think, you know, it's all good. They're finally safe. And there's so many scenes like this in the movie that you're like, it's not safe. It's not yeah. gonna be fucking safe. And then like, yeah, they get attacked by this like pack of of mountain lions and they're like holding them off, holding them off. And they're like they're literally holding like pieces of wood and stuff like on like the windows and the door to keep them mm-hmm. away. And then there's like quiet. No, these are not the mountain lions. These are just dogs. Or they're, they're dogs, whatever. It's some fucking shit. And they're like, yeah, so we're safe now. We're good. So they, they take away the pieces of wood and then they get fucking really attacked by <laughs> the rest of the ones that were probably just like hiding just right off camera. And they, they kill the professor and they kill the guy that has cancer. Uh, right. So now it's just uh, Steve, Steve uh, Santi, and, and, and Terry, the, the anchor woman. And they they, run. And they end up in the river. Right. They run for a raft. They just end up on the raft. And at the end of the movie, after the animals die, they wash up ashore and they walk away. Yeah, they get found by the um the hazmat suit guys. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to go ahead and assume that the all the animals died because the overexposure to the UV rays. Right. I mean, that's right. So, yeah. And that's that's it. it just kind of. And then the movie just ends. Right. Yep. That's Day of the Animals. <laughs> I was hoping for like a frogs type thing. Like we loved frogs last year. Yes. Um, It's not as good as frogs. And I don't think it's as good as grizzly either. No. Although grizzly has grizzly's pretty bad at points too, but I don't think it's as good as grizzly either. Grizzly is bad, but it's like grizzly was fun. Like there was stuff happening in grizzly all the time. Um, Pretty much. Uh, you know, bad or or otherwise usually bad, but uh, Grizzly was was a fun watch. Man, this movie uh, dragged ass. Uh, yeah, a this would have been a fucking chore without riff tracks. Yeah, like there's we didn't mention like we we cut you know obviously we, we didn't like talk about these scenes, but there's so many scenes of like the hikers just like, all right, we're gonna sit down here 
and we're going to drink water for like a good two, three minutes. And then we're going to throw the canteen off the cliff for no reason. Yeah, but then the camera just like lingers on these hikers just sitting on rocks and on, you know, pieces of, of wood and trees or whatever and just just you know just hanging out and rusting you know it's just like it's just man there's a lot of scenes like that of just of nothing fucking happening and uh yeah it just really drags the movie down so give me your final thoughts on day of the animals can't recommend it cannot no uh not even for like a larf um right just save yourself you know if you're like us uh, and you're old and, you know, you remember Mystery Science Theater, you know, like, especially if you're a Mike fan, uh, watch the Rift Tracks version. You oh, definitely watch the yeah. Rift Tracks. It's a fun right. one. Yeah, you will have you'll have a good time, um, specifically if you know those guys. It's a uh, it's a you know, that one's a lot of fun. We I'm so glad we picked that one to watch tonight. Uh, yeah, don't watch the movie by itself. I, I don't think it. No, it wouldn't be nearly as good, I, I guess. We still probably could have made it, just me and you together. I I, I can't mm. not see myself watching that movie by myself for sure. No, uh, no. without anything. Um, but um, yeah, it's uh, just watch the Retrax version. Don't don't watch it. You know, as it is, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, I agree with what Luke said. Uh, I don't have anything to add to that. It's not that great of a movie. Um, I had fun with the riff tracks, but otherwise, yeah, it's not it's not frogs fun, Luke. No, dude, it's not even grizzly fun. gonna be a rough trip. Are you big and bad enough to handle it? Although the effect on living organisms is not yet known, people are being advised to remain indoors whenever possible, especially those in high altitude areas where the sun's rays would be naturally stronger. Dog. Told you that sun seemed damn peculiar today. God sent the plague down on us because we're just a bunch of no good fellas. All right, so we watched a movie tonight about a bunch of hikers caught in a situation where uh, a bunch of animals are attacking them. So, without further ado, it's... uh, Hiking and getting attacked by animals quiz time. (laughs) It's kind of a mishmash. All right, I'm ready. All right. All right, so let's go for it. Ten questions, multiple choice. Um, you ready? Yep. All right. So it's kind of a mixture, like I said, between like hiking questions and like getting attacked by animals type questions. Okay. Got it. So you'll 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 sense the change as it goes right. from one to the other. So we'll number one, flow. number one, about how many Americans go hiking every year in the U.S. Is it a one to twenty million? B 20 to 50 million c 50 to 100 million or d 100 million plus i'm gonna say c 50 to 100 million yeah it's actually b 20 to 50 million damn it i was gonna say that one first fuck (laughs) it's all right number two what is the longest hiking trail in north america is it a the great the great western trail b the appalachian trail C, the Iditarod Trail, or D, the American Discovery Trail? I'm going to go with B, the Appalachian Trail. It is D, the American Discovery Trail. It's actually a a series of linked roads and recreational trails that collectively form a coast-to-coast across the middle of the U.S. type trail. So it's rich fucking, you know, like thousands of miles long. All right, number three. Uh, how long does it normally take to hike the Appalachian Trail? Uh, is it A, five to seven months? Is it B, nine to 11 months? C, one year? D, two years? Or E, 30 days or less? 
I'm going to say the first one, five to seven months. That's right. That's exactly right. Five to seven months. Um, some experienced hikers have done it in under two months, which is fucking insane. But um, yeah, man, uh, five to five to seven months. That's uh, that is correct. All right, number four. Um, Paul, Paul, our guest from a couple of weeks ago, has done the Appalachian Trail a couple of times. He has. Is he done it twice? Uh, well, I think he's done it once fully, and then he's done bits and pieces of it that he likes uh, again. Um, but yeah, no, he's done it. That's fucking awesome. I've been on the Appalachian Trail. I've like hiked like you know nowhere near, <laughs> a, you know what he did, but uh, just like you yeah. know hiked up you know a bit. <laughs> here and there but uh man yeah that's that's awesome man I, I would love to do that someday all right number four what should a hiker do if they encounter a grizzly bear okay is it a stand tall make yourself big and loud b lie face down and cover your head with your arms and play dead c climb a tree or d run away a stand tall yeah, with a grizzly, you actually want to do. You actually want to lay face down and cover your. Oh, head. with a grizzly, with a grizzly, grizzly. okay. Because you want to. Most experts suggest showing the bear that you're not a threat. So, okay, so that's that one. All right. How number, about I just never meet a grizzly? That'd I'll be good that. too. Yep, <laughs> that's my goal in life. Actually, uh, one of my goals in life. Number five, while hiking, why shouldn't you drink out of ponds, lakes, streams, or rivers like uh, our boyfriend character did today when he fucking like dove face first into the river when he saw one? Uh, is it A, the water is often full of dirt and sand? B, you might scare the fish? C, the water may contain bacteria and parasites? Or D, deer slash wolf slash bear piss? C, parasites. That's right. You got it. You got it. All right, number six. If you get attacked by a mountain lion, what should you do? Is it A, run away? B, turn your back to it? C, make yourself as big and loud as possible? Or D, antagonize it by coming straight at it? Man, uh, another unwinnable situation, I feel, but I'll go with the stand tall and make yourself big thing again. That's the one you want. Yep. For for mountain lions, you want to make yourself as big and loud as possible. Uh, definitely don't run away. They can run up to fifty miles an hour. Uh, don't yeah. turn, don't don't turn your back because they're gonna think you're prey. And uh, yeah, antagonizing it is a real fucking bad idea. So don't do that. <laughs> All right, number seven. Uh, what's known to trigger dangerous wolf encounters? Is it a hiking with unleashed dogs? B eating while hiking? C Building a campfire or D wearing perfume. Let's go with uh, wearing perfume. It's actually hiking with unleashed dogs. That's okay. that. Well, that would make sense. Yeah, like, I don't. Wolf, I don't. I. Wolf's hate I that. that seems like a bad idea all around. Yeah, don't do that anyway. <laughs> so anyway, number eight. The most reliable defense against a grizzly bear attack is a a handgun. B pepper spray. C, bear spray, or D, 100% DEET repellent? Uh, bear spray. You got it. Bear spray. Yeah, I, we, when we were in Alaska a couple summers ago. Yep. Um, yeah, everybody was like, carry bear spray wherever you go. The house we stayed at had bear spray. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're big. Bear spray is the one. Uh, when Dan, uh, former uh, guest on the show here, uh, when he, he went to Alaska with his... Um, with his girlfriend, they spent like three days out in the wilderness, which is fucking insane. Um, but yeah, he had uh, he had a couple of bears or had a couple of cans of bear spray with him, man. It's uh, yeah, you don't want to fuck around. All right, number nine. When encountering a dog exhibiting fearful aggression, which is snarling, ears pinned back, uh, cowering low to the ground, and tail tucked tightly against its rear, what should you do? Is it A, give it space slash a wide berth? Uh, B, approach it looking like it, approach it looking it dead in the eye? C, make yourself as big as possible? Or D, make a ton of noise? Uh, A, give it a wide berth. That's it. Give it a wide berth. Leave it the fuck alone because it's afraid. All right, last one, man. 
what should you do when you're attacked by owls? <laughs> owls? Oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. I uh, I thought people were going to get attacked by owls because I watched the trailer and I'm like, what animals are attacking in this movie? And it looked like owls were going to attack, which they actually didn't. Uh, <laughs> so that's why this question exists. <laughs> uh, so, so is it A, run as fast as possible? That's A. B, wave a fiery branch in the air. C, if you have a firearm, just start blasting. Or D, <laughs> get away from the owl's territory slash stop provoking it, you asshole. I'm going to go with D. And that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> that's the only time owls or uh, hawks or falcons, which I should have just picked those, because those, those are the ones that actually attack people in the movie, uh, attack. Um, is is if you uh, encroach on their territory, and it's usually during their like mating seasons and stuff. Sure. Um, yeah, just leave it the fuck alone. Just get out of there. Uh, so you got. Let's see. One. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five. So you got five out of ten, man. That's that's okay. That's Fifty percent respectable. Failing. Respectable. It's respectable. <laughs> so well done. One last thing on the day of the animals. I'm I'm disappointed that they didn't take the opportunity to be super silly and just like be attacked by like river trout or some shit like that. Yeah, dude, I, I'm pretty sure that uh, the director and writer writers of this movie uh, were trying to go for like an uber serious tone, and um, that that's honestly that where, was a wrong choice. Uh, honestly, is when in the end when you'll have the most fun with the movie. Is because it's it ends up being so fucking silly, uh, unintentionally. Because it, it obviously <laughs> is unintentionally silly. Um, yeah, and it, yeah, it was the right choice. I agree. They should have just went full camp with it. But um, man, man, it's it is what it is. The Review to Death podcast is written and produced by the both of us. We release new episodes on Mondays. Thank you to Groove Witness for the use of their music. You can find them at GrooveWitness.us. Check out our written reviews at the link in the description and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Review to Death. Thank you for listening. And Luke, tell us what's coming up next. Well, coming up next, man, if you uh, if you guys thought we were done with Oliver Reed Snake movies, <laughs> nah, we're not. Uh, there's another one coming up. It's a 1983 uh, horror movie called Spasms. Uh, again, starring Oliver Reed facing off against some killer snakes. Uh, We can't wait to talk about it. It looks ridiculous. Pretty much all I got. Later, Gators. Man, they got all the animals out for this one. I guess it is really the day of the animals. Hell yeah, baby. Although although it is multiple days of animals right now. Right, it's not just one. Or maybe it'll be just one big day. Like all the other ones were like appetizers. Why are they not all going back? (laughs) <laughs> it seems like a wolf attack would be a good reason to call off the hike. Right, right. So who who went? Just the, the, the two lovers? I don't understand why not everybody's fucking leaving. So just those two are off on their own. Just those two. The not even with like a guy. The guy that seems like he's very incompetent. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, that's great.